We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on tonight. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, another installment of my college football 2022 bowl season preview. Um, this game, I will be diving into the Las Vegas Bowl, which features the Florida Gators from the SEC and the Oregon State Beavers from the Pac-12. Um, first, I'm going to do a little history on the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, this is actually one of the bowl games that's been around a little longer since 1992. So um, a significant amount of time. Uh, there's been multiple tie-ins to this bowl. Uh, or actually, originally, the Big West and the MAC were involved and then turned into the WAC and the Mountain West. And uh, now, now it's Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, or SEC this year, 2022-2024, and then it flip-flops with the Big Ten, like the, the very... Even years SEC, odd years Big Ten. So this year it was SEC Pac-12 battle as we see Florida against Oregon State. Um, previous matchups, I, I'll do more recent ones. I won't go all the way back to 1992, but last season saw Wisconsin beat Arizona State 20-13. 2020, obviously no game. Uh, 2019 saw Washington defeat Boise State, a ranked Boise State team, 38-7. 2018 saw number 19 Fresno State defeat Arizona State 31 to 20. Um, so some good matchups in the past uh, with some really really good players. So uh, we're we're in for a treat here. We get uh, the the beautiful new stadium that they're going to be playing in. So so it could be it could be a lot of fun this game coming up. Uh, let me dive in first to. The uh, Florida Gators, who entered the game six and six, uh, three and five in the SEC, they opened up the season with a marquee win. They, they've had a, they, I guess you could say, an up and down year, per se. Start of the year, marquee win against number seven Utah, defeated them twenty nine to twenty six. Uh, Turn around the next week, played number twenty Kentucky, lost twenty six to sixteen. The next week, they played South Florida, one. 31 28 then lost at number 11 Tennessee 38-33 turned around played Eastern Washington moved the game to a Sunday because of hurricanes Uh, they defeated Eastern Washington FCS Eastern Washington 52 to 17 the following week they defeated Missouri 24 to 17 then the next week they lost at home to LSU 45 to 35 Lost the annual rivalry against number one Georgia, forty-two to twenty. One at Texas A&M, uh, forty-one to twenty-four. Uh, lost, uh, beat South Carolina, thirty-eight to six. So two back-to-back good wins there. Then they ended the season back-to-back losses at Vanderbilt, thirty-one twenty-four, and at number sixteen Florida State, forty-five thirty-eight. Um, so you look at the offensive numbers or the the numbers. 
per hole. They average 30, almost 32 points per game, give up almost 29, uh, have about 228 passing yards per game, almost 214 rushing yards per game. They give up almost 240 passing yards per game and 176 rushing yards per game. Um, then you look at the Oregon State Beavers, the first ranked team. Well, not the first. I would say the, the first top 15 team we will see playing this bowl season. They enter this game at 9-3, and 6-3 and three in the Pac-12. Very, very good season by the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, they opened the year beating Boise State 34-17. to 17. Heck of a performance there. Uh, one at Fresno State in an absolute just gem of a game. That that fourth quarter, I remember watching that. It was beautiful football uh, back and forth. One at Fresno State, 35-32. Scored on the last play of the game to win that one. Turned around the next week, played FCS Powerhouse Montana State, beat them 68-28. Then they turn around uh, host number 7 USC, lose 17-14. In a very good game, they had opportunity to win, um, but fell short. Following week, they played at number twelve Utah, lost forty-two to sixteen. Then they won at Stanford, twenty-eight seventeen, beat Washington State, twenty-four to ten, beat Colorado, forty-two to nine, lost at Washington, twenty-four to twenty-one. Then they defeated Cal, thirty-eight to ten, won at Arizona State, thirty-one to seven, and then defeated arch rival number nine Oregon, thirty-eight thirty-four. And the Beavers come into the Las Vegas Bowl on winning six of their last seven. So they're pretty hot, playing really well, obviously defeating Oregon the way that they did. Um, this is a good football team. Average 32 points per game, give up 21. 200 passing yards per game, 199 rushing yards per game, give up 228 passing yards per game, and only 114 rushing yards per game. So uh, some talented uh two talented football teams we got here so um going back to florida their overall bowl record of 24 and 23 which intrigued me i thought it might be a little bit higher but florida has a, a handful of guys not playing in this game uh because of uh getting ready for the nfl draft number one being quarterback anthony richardson um he he's going to be off to the NFL. Um, then backup Jalen Kitna uh, got in some very big trouble, so he is no longer on the team. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Gators do with the quarterback position. Um, also not playing wide receiver Justin Shorter, um, first team All American offensive lineman Osiris Torrance, and then linebacker Ventrell Miller. All all those guys off to the NFL. Um, kind of surprising. Only one All SEC performer on the Florida Gators this year. It's first team All SEC, first team All American offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. Uh, just unbelievable football player. Um, I mentioned Anthony Richardson. Uh, huge, huge part of this offense. He had uh, 2,549 yards passing and 17 touchdowns, and then ran for 654 yards and nine touchdowns. It'll be interesting, like I said, it'll be interesting to see what they do at quarterback because nobody left on the current roster has thrown a pass this year. Uh, I saw a depth chart uh, for them going into the bowl game. It listed Jack Miller the third as the starter, but there's also uh, Kyle Eagle and Max Brown. So it'll be really, really interesting to see what they do there. 
I expect a huge, huge dose of running backs, Montreal Johnson Jr. and Trevor Etienne, uh, both extremely talented running backs. Johnson had 827 yards and 10 touchdowns. And then Trevor Etienne, obviously the brother of Travis, who's with the Jacksonville Jagger, Jaguars, had 705 yards and six touchdowns. He had a major game against Florida State. So uh, I'm intrigued to see how those two guys run the ball against a very stout Oregon State rush defense. So that one, this, that'll be an interesting matchup to watch, the Florida rushing attack against the Oregon State rush defense. Like I said before, Oregon State only allows 114 rushing yards per game. So it'll be really, really interesting as I see Florida going run heavy in this game. Uh, wide receiver Ricky Purcell, 596 yards, five touchdowns, and nearly a 21-yard average. So, I mean, he's a real deep threat. But with the quarterback situation, it'll be really interesting to see how that turns out. Then two really, really good safeties in Trey Dean the third, who had 77 tackles, and Rashad Torrance the second, who had 76 tackles. So two top-notch safeties. Um, then looking at Florida statistically, the number one thing that pops out, they're the first nationally in fumble recoveries with 15. This is a very opportunistic defense. They of course, play aggressive. That's how Florida plays. That's how they've really always played. I mean, if we're being honest, the good Florida teams, I would say they're always aggressive. And this defense is very aggressive. 15 fumble recoveries. They're six nationally in pass yards per completion. Uh, interesting to see at 14.6 yards per completion. Uh, that lets you know what Anthony Richardson was doing, trying to drive the ball down the field. Um, Again, it'll be interesting to see how that goes in this game. Florida's 8th in the nation in turnover margin at plus 10. They were 10th in the nation in turnovers gained with 24 total turnovers gained, 15 fumble recoveries, and then 9 interceptions. Then they're 4th in net punting at 43.5 yards uh, per punt. Um, the interesting thing that I think thought about Florida was just how many yards they gave up uh, defensively. Nearly 240 yards passing and 176 yards rushing well over 400 yards. So that's not normal for a Florida defense. I think you see why they went, they go 6-6. Six and six. They had some really good performances, some really good wins, and then uh, just kind of an up-and-down year. But obviously we all know Florida has the talent to be able to to be able to win this game we know that then you look at the oregon state beavers uh, 11 and 7 overall in bowls uh, so they've done well there was a stretch from the late 60s to i remember 1999 was the first time they went back to a bowl game so they almost they went over 40 years without going to a bowl game and they've been going pretty consistently since that point um, uh, you look at their all pack 12 lineup First team linebacker Omar Spates, uh, fantastic football player. Then second team, they had offensive linemen Joshua Gray and Brandon Kuyper. Then defensive backs Jaden Grant and Rajon Wright. And then punter Luke Lockler. And then all-purpose player Jack Coletto. We'll get to him. He's, he's an interesting, interesting guy.
Um, looking at um, some of the things for Oregon State, like offensively, quarterback Ben Goldbranson, a freshman, came in this year, um, threw for 1,290 yards, eight touchdowns, and five interceptions. He's took control of the offense. He's done a good job like managing it and doing what he needs to do uh, because starting quarterback Chance Nolan had some pretty bad concussion issues throughout the season, and now he has entered the transfer portal. So this is Goldbranson's job. Um, running back Damian Martinez, a freshman, true freshman, has been a, a bright light for the Beavers. 970 yards and seven touchdowns. Just a really, really solid football player. He has a really, really bright future there. And then I get to Jack Coletto. Like I mentioned, he listed second team all-purpose for the Pac-12 conference. He's listed as a linebacker. Um, he's a senior. He, he has plenty of tackles on his career. He's completed some passes. He runs the football, catches it. He does it all. I mean, this, this young man is all over the football field um, on both on all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, just a joy to watch. Then you got wide receiver Treshawn Harrison, 52 catches, 604 yards, and four touchdowns. And then one of the more electric electrifying players in college football wide receiver and punt returner anthony gold 457 yards receiving three touchdowns but it's the punt returning where he is uh a blur i i named him an all-american my all-american punt returner uh he had 256 punt return yards and two touchdowns just a tremendous football player yeah opportunity to score every time he touches the football then, uh, as I mentioned before, the, the lone first-team all-conference player for the Beavers, linebacker Omar Spates, had 77 tackles this year. He's all over the place on the defensive side of the ball. Really, really good football player. Then looking at some stats for the Beavers, they're ninth on fourth down conversions nationally. They went 15 for 22, which is 68%. Um, so they do a good job there. They're also good on fourth down defense, seventh nationally only allowing 8 out of 24 attempts, so a 33% there. Um, then again, special teams, like like I kind of said, they're 15th on kickoff returns, almost 23 yards per return, but they're 4th uh, in the nation with punt returns at over 17 yards per return. That has everything to do with Anthony Gold and just his ability um, third nationally in red zone defense, only allowing 67.5% scoring rate in the red zone. So this is a defense that buckles down in the red zone. 20th against the run, allowing 114 yards per game. Just a tremendous run defense. 12th in pass efficiency defense at 113.3. Uh, just a, Like I said, just a stout defense. I mean, in the Pac-12... To have a high pass efficiency defense, um, that means something because it's a pass-heavy league. They're gonna they're gonna give up yards passing, but th the efficiency level that they've that they played at was tremendous. And then Oregon State, 23rd in time of possession, they've controlled the game at 32 minutes, um, a 32-minute clip. So the Beavers, I mean, we we know what they tend to do in most cases. They're usually run heavy as they are this year. They have a tremendous true freshman who's done a tremendous job. They have a freshman quarterback who's come in and really managed things really well. He's done a good job. So the, 
this is this is a a team that probably not a lot of people have seen just because they're in the Pac-12, they're in Oregon, the state of Oregon. People people on the East Coast or where I live in Illinois haven't really seen this team. I've watched this team a couple different times and and I was I've been so impressed watching this team. This is a really good football team. I watched their wins against Boise State and Fresno State. I watched the USC game, though all those games were early in the year. But you could tell early on that this team was going to be really going to be a very, very talented team. And their three losses are to USC, Utah, and Washington. So three other top 15 teams, and they beat their arch rival Oregon. So, I mean, that's why this Oregon State team is ranked number 14 right now heading into the bowl game. Um, the spread as of uh, – as of this morning, Friday, December 16th, Oregon State's favored by 10 and over under a 53. I'm not a betting person, but I always like to share that with everybody. I, I think Oregon State has a distinct advantage in this game. Um, their, their players are playing, first of all. And, and that's not a slight to Florida and those guys getting ready for the NFL draft. I do not blame players one bit when they do that, uh, especially somebody like Anthony Richardson, who's potentially a first round pick Osiris Torrance potentially a first second round pick day one day two pick um, so I don't blame guys at all for doing that I really don't but from the college from the college game perspective from the bowl game perspective it really presents a great opportunity for Oregon State to do something special in this game and I would definitely go with the Beavers in this game and I would say convincingly um, convincingly so because the the top of the Pac-12, which they are a part of that top, the top of it was very, very strong this year. Um, so I think that they will take care of business in this game. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into all these uh, bowl game breakdowns. You can always feel free to follow me on Twitter personally at Coach underscore B Will. Please, please follow the podcast Twitter account at TNT College Foot One. Please like, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. God bless.